All right. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to Pure Cringe. We are the podcast about all the things we love to cringe about in the Bravo universe, from book reviews to classic recaps, all the cringe in between. Welcome, everybody. My name is Maria McQuaid. I'm here with my friend, Michelle Barczykowski. Hey, Michelle. Hey, Maria. How's it going? It's it's going. It's going well. Yeah? Yeah. I love the drama. You're I looking beautiful. I really do. Your hair looks gorgeous today. Mm-hmm. Thanks. It's foxy. Yes. <laughs> Those foxy. of you that are not, yeah, foxy lady. <laughs> Michelle's got awesome curly hair. For those of you guys that have never seen what Michelle looks like, she has beautiful curly hair. Um, but I know for most uh, curly girls, there's a lot of drama in that. But for girls with me, like me, with uh, straight hair, we always covet the thing that we don't have. So. Mm-hmm. Always love the curly hair. Uh, I will say your hair now is reminding me a little bit of Teresa's in the reunion. Oh, yeah. yeah. It is. You're giving a little bit of Teresa reunion right now. Yeah. Although you're dressed better. I don't um, have as much hair as her, though. I, I I really don't know how the fuck she did, does that hair. I mean, there's so much of it. And it's such so low on her forehead, too. There's so much. Yeah. Hair. You know, like I've joked about sometimes people having like a five head or a six head. Uh-huh. And she really only has like a two head. She has a very low forehead. Yeah. And a tremendous, yeah, a tremendous amount of uh, of hair. She's probably like me. And I'm sure that now she uses thinning shears. Maybe. Because her hair looks much thinner now. Um, so I think now she's actually getting her hair done. Whereas before, I think a big, you know, the bigger the hair, the closer to God. I think there's a jersey sort of uh element in that too um but before we get ahead of ourselves let's announce what we're doing so we are back uh at our uh amazing recap series michelle thank you so much for agreeing to do this this has been been a slog it's been a lot of fun yeah but we are we're getting we see the the light at the end of the tunnel so we are at the reunion we're at episode eight Mm -hmm. so this is the reunion part one um and i feel like it had a very dramatic opening undisclosed location yeah, for what feels like a series of petty fights, but like I'm here for it. Um, <laughs> you know, it opens up um, onto this like massive black and white tile chessboard situation mm-hmm. from Harry mm-hmm. Potter. Yeah, it's like I, I'm not sure what that's about. And then the ladies look like they are uh, in for a color me beautiful session. You know, those sessions where like you figure out what <laughs> season you're at. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, are you every, winter or winter? Yeah, like, are you, yeah, yeah, I feel like they are because they're all wearing these solid colors, mm-hmm. like no prints allowed, apparently. Um, nothing, no deviation from solid colors. And interestingly enough, the chandeliers, the chandeliers, yeah, chandelier, uh, they match their dresses. I don't know. If yes, you I did notice that. I, yeah. I, I'm, <laughs> glad, I I'm glad I would have, I would have thought less of you as a photographer, Michelle. But did if you the had height match their? <laughs> the height matched their like personality that's that's what i'm wondering the height was for the drama you think the yeah. level of drama yeah um well i i will say it was you know this was interesting because this is a watch what happens special at the time we're not even really calling them yes reunions yeah. um because we're really i mean this is still the infancy this is the third uh real housewife show so we're not we're not really deep into it. We don't have massive sets that like symbolize what the what that group did that year. I mean, now it's very very involved. There's shots. There's you know, yeah, all kinds of stuff. This felt like really did feel like just a a watch what happens uh, yep. interview segment. Yeah, with like your twenty people in the audience. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do. Uh, I really want to know what 
what was the dead thing in the middle of the table? Yeah, I wasn't sure. So I kept thinking, is that? <laughs> You're not sure either. <laughs> I kept thinking, is that like a um a rose sculpture meant to look like the state of New Jersey? I, I have no idea. I couldn't tell. I honestly, even from the overhead shots, it was really hard to tell. It looked like it could have easily come from Dina's dining room. So mm-hmm. if that says mm-hmm. anything, um, so yeah, so this opens with Andy saying hello to the ladies. You know how he does. Mm-hmm. He's basically like, hi, hi, Dina, how are you? You know, he's yeah. really just, and it, he, this is the beginning, I think, of of him being like super awkward in this reunion where he doesn't really know how to talk to Jackie, who is uh, Jacqueline, who is clearly pregnant, mm-hmm. like about to pop. Mm-hmm. Um, good for her. And Caroline and Teresa, who's also pregnant. Um, and then, of course, Danielle. Can we have a minute for the seating chart here? Just a second. Well, it was interesting. Really, so, was really, so you tell me what were your thoughts about it uh you know so um well they were going to control Jacqueline right so mm-hmm. she was gonna she was gonna go in between the uh yep. the family right mm-hmm. yes um and uh and Betty so Boop perceptive. Betty Boop otherwise Caroline right I don't know what the fuck she was wearing was, my, my latte almost just came up oh yeah she really she was she was in for the control she she's, um, she's a winter and how dare you yeah and and <laughs> I'm telling you. So yeah. So and then there was there was and really the only person who would fucking tolerate Danielle was Teresa. So I think it worked out, which is really funny though because Dan- Teresa's just like, well, I got fucking mad. Like, who cares, right? Forget about it. And she's just like, you want me to sit next to her? I'll sit next to her. I'm sure that's how it went. Like, no, hundred percent. And but yeah. you know, my my thought was like, holy shit, they're putting Danielle next to the person who literally just nearly murdered her in public on television. I think. I think that those two are like they're like my they're like my teenage boys. They just they, really they, yeah they're gonna say something really shitty and hit each other and then they're gonna separate for a couple minutes and then they're gonna be like hey do you want some Doritos, you know? Yeah, I mean I guess to your point, I yeah I don't think Teresa. So I don't think Teresa recognized that she was going to be the breakout star of the show, of course, and no. so she's very unassuming and she's just very kind of like deer in headlightsy. For the entire reunion, she's, you know, mostly just saying the same thing, like, and I don't know, and, and then I snapped, like, you know, she just kind of says the same thing. Well, you know, she's like the Bugs Bunny frog, you know, the frog who, you hello, my perform. baby, hello, my darling, hello, my ragtime girl, yeah, baby, my heart's on fire, and then it goes, <laughs> and then it's ribbit, ribbit. So she was in the ribbit stage, right? She had done yeah. the hello, my baby prior to that, and now everybody has plans for Teresa. <laughs> she's- doing the ribbit she's hello my baby already she is now in ribbit stage she is in yeah. full-on ribbit stage yeah. no i like the idea of that because every time we can look back at now i'm gonna go back and watch the reunion and every time we have a shot of her just looking blank i'm gonna think ribbit 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 with like ribbit. the big spotlight on her right and yes like the, yes the everyone else in darkness <laughs> everyone else in complete darkness but just Teresa. yeah ribbit <laughs> ribbit yeah, that's, that really is, honestly, Michelle, it's very insightful and very funny because that is exactly how she presents for this entire reunion. Really? Dumb is, as a rock, honestly. Yeah. 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 I mean, what do they say? Thick as two short planks? Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny. Andy says hello to them really quickly. And he does this like little prelude about Teresa's hair. Yeah. Um, talking about like, you know you know, Teresa's big hair. Do they think they represent New Jersey? Well, just very fluffy things. You know, they don't really say much. They say, yeah, we think we represent ourselves. And what I thought was funny was when they talked about hair, 
Teresa said, okay, this is smaller than usual, which is of course scary, but I think we've seen a picture of her. Mm -hmm. um, but then we see Dina. She looks like everyone else in our high school, right? I, I literally Come wrote on. that. I said she could have been one of our classmates. I yeah. think she reminds me of like a, a prettier Adrian. Adrian, or I was also thinking Anissa Techi. Yes, yes. You know, although yes. Anissa's hair was a little better than yes Dina's, but, yeah. but Dina was a really I mean she's always been like a really pretty girl but I, I was surprised I really believed that she had had lip injections what were your thoughts oh I didn't think so I thought that they were um I thought that they were her own lips only because she when she talks she doesn't look at like how Jeff Lewis talks next time you watch oh, his, his lips are like still moving after yeah <laughs> yeah he has a really hard time her mouth is very she's she has a nice smile you know what I mean? She's very comfortable with it. She's yeah. No, I, I always thought that they were real. Well, I, they just looked so perfect. But then I think she wanted to show um, Danielle they were always big, yeah. that they were always big, which I thought was kind of funny. Um, but yeah, she easily could have been showing a picture from our 1988 mm -hmm. uh, our class. Um, fun fact, uh, to our friends listening this is michelle and i went to the same high school and our senior year do you want to tell everybody what the cover of our yearbook was just so gross yeah really what was it uh it was uh like a louis vuitton theme yes it was it was themed to look like a louis vuitton just to give you an idea of yeah of the kind of place that michelle and i went to high school and at who the time who came up with i that? don't know some somebody uh, but yeah it was not a thing, but I think about it now and I'm like, well, maybe that was more of the time. I don't know. I think it was still kind of gross, but yeah, we were, it was a big time. The eighties were huge hair. And so Dina looks, you know, normal for the time. Um, and then they start talking about like the success of the show, which I was not surprised by. A lot of people really loved the show mm -hmm. and Andy says it resonates with a lot of people. And so mm -hmm. he asked Caroline why, and she says, because it's real and because they're all real. And it's like what we talked about even before we started doing this, right? It's because they're related. Yeah. And it's because they have that strong band uh, together. Um, and then uh, Andy starts in with his questions and he's very like, you know, in the beginning, because it's very, it's like, oh, it's light and fluffy in the, at this part of the reunion. And right? I don't know like who he decides to say, like, you look good and who he just passes over. I think he gets to Caroline, he gets to the Betty Boop outfit. And he just says hi, and then he moves on to the. Well, you know, he really he looks right at you know Dina. He's like, ah, you're a winter, and then he gets to Jacqueline. He's like, oh, fall, of course, you know. And then he has to look at Caroline. Oh, another winter, <laughs> but you know, I mean. And then he looks at Teresa. He's like, Maria, you're do you know your crazy. Do you know, do you know your color palettes, your skin color palettes? I do. do. You do, yeah. Oh God, so shit. Do I have it with me? Well, now, well, what are your I'll colors? I think I'm like I a. With me, I think so. I'm like a true winter. No, true autumn. I'm in autumn. Shit, I don't. I normally travel with it, by the way. And P.S. So I am a winter. So since I let my hair go, uh, it changed my color palette. So I used to be in autumn, be able to wear browns. Mm -hmm. Now I have to. I changed, and so I had my colors done. Actually, that's how I know so much about it. I'm talking like an asshole, but um, so I'm a winter, and I actually had when I had it done. They give you like um, I don't know what they're called, but like you know those painters palettes. Yeah. When you go to like Sherwin Williams and they're like, oh, here's the whole fan thing with all the colors. Yep. I have that, but it's for my colors. Yeah. And it's like 40 different colors. So when I, you know, I'm shopping, I can take it out and go, is that the pink that I can wear? No. That is that the, you know, is that a little too orangey or whatever? But yeah, yeah. I did. I am a dork. Although I think 
I think winter and autumn colors, there is, there's an overlap, right? There's, like, I think a lot of the blues, the blues overlap. It's, it's a tonal thing. It's like, um, like I really can't do anything that's like warm toned. So I can do green, but it's got to be more of a a cooler green. Okay. No, like no yellow undertones. Gotcha. Like an emerald green. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So no, I, I honestly, I think that's why when we go around the 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 couches i think to myself this is literally like a like a color me beautiful session and somebody's just draped like, yeah those napkins right over the girls well um, i was a fan of dina's cobalt blue that is a oh i thought she color. looked gorgeous yeah i i do and Teresa, you know i i didn't think i thought Jacqueline looked like she was a like a tick like that she was gonna pop yeah yeah she she really looks almost uncomfortable but she's a pretty girl i don't like the highlights so much that she had in her hair um and i'm not loving danielle's outfit hers i felt like looked the cheapest so she always looks really cheap i don't know yeah and did you see how tiny she is next to Teresa? she's fucking tiny yeah she's really skinny she's a she's like literally like she looks like she's a, a toothpick um and and What's really all the diarrhea that she's had well, it's Aldina's fault, truly. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, Andy starts with his questions after he figures out what season they all are. Mm-hmm. Um, he starts with his questions and he talks about what was the most explosive meal uh, in housewife history. Mm-hmm. When he, he said that, I instantly am such a like I'm such a Beavis and Butthead person that I was like, oh, God, you know, did the bad seafood give everybody diarrhea? I didn't even <laughs> remember the table flip. I was like, it's explosive. Really? And then it's I dawned on me. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, and then, of course, we start the first of many cringe reels, right? So that's what I'm calling yeah. all these clip packages. Oh, they're terrible. So the first, this yeah. first cringe reel is of the table flip. So of the whole dinner, right? Um, and so after it's done, Andy says to Teresa, why were you so pissed, really? And so Teresa starts this like, I don't know, if she wasn't pregnant, I would say that she was high because it's a very the kind of conversation that you have with someone when they're high like mm-hmm. it starts in one place and then it kind of peters out and then the person doesn't think anybody heard them so they say it again so Teresa says Dina uh excuse me Danielle was attacking Dina and then she heard the word I don't know what the word was maybe pay attention please or something I think it was the, I think yes that would I and I got so yeah. pissed I exploded even my husband has never seen me like that he was turned on by it and then we had to get into a, like a a 20 second diversion into like why Joe Judice is like super rapey with his wife and um super rapey <laughs> yeah like he can't leave her the fuck alone like everything turns him on like okay you're okay like the woman comes out of surgery she's bleeding he's like I love this you know it's oh, just fucking gross God. Brian used to have like a pair of these white I think they were like motorbike motorcycle gloves but and they were really old like he had them you know since he was really young but they, something about like the way they were white with like these black accents and i used to call them his raper gloves <laughs> Just, they really used that's to what he would wear me. when he would go out in his white van i'd be like take the fucking raper gloves off like don't wear those in public <laughs> I love the just general abuse of poor Brian. <laughs> we love him to death. But like when they like finally wore out, you know, it's like I, I kind of miss like, making fun of those. Like, <laughs> I was just gonna say, did you buy a new pair just so you could continue to? They were like them? a very eighties, you know, tacky. They like BMX. With, BMX. I was gonna say, was it like a BMX? Like bike BMX, stitch? but like he rode like a like a he was a cyclist, you know. So, or, or I don't know, I don't know what they were. I was gonna say I don't even know what that's called. Raper gloves. God, God bless him. We love him. Um, yeah, he's he's no Joe Judice. Like he would understand that. Like you know, after maybe surgery, 
you wouldn't necessarily want to have sex. Um, so then it's interesting to me that this goes instantly into uh, a little bit of what I think is like super touchy territory, which is when you talk about people's kids, people get mm -hmm. a little cuckoo. They spent a lot of time on this. Yeah. Which is why did the, why did the kids stay in the room and which kids stayed in the room? And so interestingly enough, and I don't want to belabor this point because I know I've said it 400 fucking times, but Caroline says, my children aren't children, they're adults. And I literally, my hand shot up like I was in school and I just wanted to go, oh, call on me. What about the whole dancing routine thing? Why'd you get so pissed off about Danielle dancing with your adult son? Mm -hmm. Well, she does later on. Maybe it's, is it, an ep is it the second episode or this episode? She defends where she is with that though. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. she's yeah, because she, you know, she's losing them and all this stuff, yeah. but I, I thought it was a little bit whatever. Um, and so then Teresa, Dina and Caroline all agree. And they all say at the, you know, all frankly talk over each other saying that they don't understand why Danielle would bring the book to this dinner. And so Danielle. And, and you know, the guy course, under the table, right? Right. Right. Yeah. right. Ask, ask Carlos King under the table. Who's holding the fucking book. Like literally his face and her crotch, probably. I have no idea. Like, did what? no one know he was under there? Oh, I don't get. That's what I'm saying. Like, this is what I think is really weird. So, she thinks they think it's a was inappropriate, and so Danielle starts saying, "Well, I didn't say anything inappropriate," and they're like, "No, no, no, you didn't." But we think that like you doing this, and that's when Caroline starts saying that um, it was really nice of Teresa and Joe to invite. I, I'm right there. I mean, you don't someone even just if somebody's paying for like a nice meal for you you yeah. leave them out of the fucking fight right just don't do anything to upset them just i feel and you know that was an expensive dinner right oh my for god all those people yeah and all that food on the floor michelle oh my god i know yeah well it, it starts to get like it starts to get a little bit off when they start to talk about the fact that danielle's children stayed to listen yeah. and then did you catch this danielle does this thing where she talks about the girls being there as if it was to specifically to teach them how to respond under pressure. Did you catch yeah, that? Yeah, I did catch that. And that like, confused. you know, and they have no choice other than to see this. It's the reality. And again, you know, she has no, she has no desire to like give her children a childhood. If there's not, you know, it's uh I don't think this is any, this is stuff that people maybe don't even see until they're like 30. You know what I mean? Like this, this kind of like bad living attitudes. Like I, you know, so I don't understand how is it going to behoove them to see this now? This is my, I agree with you. This is my question. I think it's really confusing and the way that she talks about it. And honestly, this is about the time when I start to think, and we'll explore this, I'm sure multiple times throughout the, the, the two episodes that we'll do about the reunions, but where I start to really think that Danielle is really on something. Oh, where she is, where that she is like drugged in some way because she is so, she has like no affect. I mean, I recognize she is Botox to the hilt, but she has no affect in her face at all. When she's talking about these things, she it's, it's like, she's talking about them from, for me, from like a far away, away place. Well, I've wondered um, if she's just on a lot of Xanax or like lorazepam or, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel Clumping, like she's on the beans. Yeah. She's on she's, the beans. She's on the beans. For fucking sure. Like, I I, yeah. I definitely feel like she's almost like what we saw with Scandaval with Rachel. 
Is oh, she was like, always just like not, that though? <laughs> well, no, she's always a fucking idiot, but like, she's not always that vacant and an idiot. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there's, I think you're right. I think it's probably that the happy beans uh, because then Andy says that surely Danielle knew that by bringing the book to this event and by giving it to Carlos King to hold under the table, that her daughters would see a fight. And so Danielle says that what she expected was for it to be verbal. And I almost agree with that. Like, I would not have expected someone to react in a physical way. Would you? Um, like the table flip, I think, was over the top for Teresa. I, I don't I really think did. it was. No, I don't think it was over the top for her. I, I, I think because Teresa did say something about it was a buildup. And here's the thing. Yeah. Danielle, Danielle doesn't see. She sees everything as a sort of linear thing. She doesn't see that like there's like a like that there's a web that's involved with several other people's webs and you know what I'm saying? And, and there's threads. She doesn't follow any of that. So she just sees every single action as its own individual. And, and she's never fucking heard of the word existentialism, right? She has no idea what you fucking do now is going to affect you down the road. <laughs> right. Isn't that just, you know, doesn't everybody fucking read Camus in high school? I mean, Oh God, maybe she didn't make it that far, but anyway, Right. So she has no, she has no understanding of, of, of what she can do and how can it, how it can affect people. Cause she's, she's like a real child like that. Well, I only did this thing. No, no, no. Yeah. But, she did, but she did 50 things before it that, you know, I, you're right. Yeah. You're right. You know, honestly, I think that she, I, I think she has a, a, a trouble with her awareness in general. Her awareness. Yeah, for sure. I just don't think I don't. And I think that does come maybe with the way that she was raised, but yeah, she isn't her, her awareness isn't awesome. Um, but yeah, so this is, this is the end of that first segment. And I will say these segments move really quickly because they've all got these cringe reels, these packages, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So Andy comes back with a cringe reel about his favorite topic, right? Boobs. It's boobs. Is oh, it bubbies or boobs? I mean, Listen, this, so much this is the beginning. I'm fucking not kidding. This is the beginning of like Andy Cohen's obsession with boobs. Oh, Think about oh. it watch every other reunion he would be like hey michelle you look great to get your boobs done like he says it to fucking everybody. He's always like looking at people's tits he's very into it um and so they all they then we the, and that's actually kind of funny because part of that cringe reel is them all saying bubbies boobs breasts yeah. you know and then it ends with i think uh dina saying tits uh so then they all go around and everybody's gonna do like a booby check-in how are you boobs today right and so we see that, uh, or we hear that Danielle's boobs are encapsulated. I don't want to know any more about that. That sounds mm -hmm. gross. And that Dina is getting a reduction, which mm -hmm. as someone who's gotten one, I think it's the greatest thing that ever happened to me. Yep. So I hope she is uh, happy with that. Um, and then there start to become some questions for Dina specifically, like about her husband. Like, mm -hmm. where's your man? How come we don't see your man? Where's your man? Mm -hmm. Very Karen Huger. Your man lives in your phone. Jamal's in your phone. Yeah. He's in your phone. <laughs> Jamal's um, on the phone, people. Did yeah, he's in the phone. <laughs> Let me adjust my wig. Um, and he's working, she says, that he doesn't want to be on the show. Mm -hmm. um, she wouldn't have it any other way. Right, yep. right. And if he had, of course, we would have been able to identify him when he finally tried to have Dina killed multiple years later. Yeah. Um, so now we go to another cringe reel. And this one is about Teresa. So it's all about her and the daughters. Mm -hmm. Like I called it like Teresa's over the top cringe reel. Yeah. Um, and so the then shopping, right? Yeah, I mean, it's that horrible scene where like Melania is like the little baby Hulk in that store, just screaming and grabbing things and destroying things and hand in the, in the till. She was kind I've, of a mess. I've lived that. 
Yeah, really? Were your boys ever like that? I can't no, imagine. No, this. but I have a niece and nephew who are like full on oh, adults that's now. That's true. That's true. But they were really they they did and I well I think they too, did bad you know, things. I was like the bad aunt. Do you know what I mean? I probably encouraged them to get really fresh because I thought it was funny. So I'm not saying like, you know, hand not in the you. till kind of thing, but <laughs> just like fucking around. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. They'd be like, send Michelle home anytime. Cause yeah. <laughs> and now, and that's the good thing is you got that all out. So your kids are nice. That's <laughs> My the good enough. You turned out nice too. <laughs> they got there. They got there after you corrupted them. Yeah. That's all right. They lived, they lived. Um, and they could be one of the people listening. You never know. Right. Um, so I loved this segment too. This was cute about Teresa's relationship with Joe. Like how long have you known him? Did yeah, you like notice that. that they had known each other that long? Uh, no, no, I didn't know her dad was in the hospital when she was born. Was he in the delivery room? I don't or know. I think that's how close. Smoking how... a cigar. Out in He's the probably room. waiting with his friend, like smoking a cigar in the waiting room. I don't know. When um, did it become like the thing that like you're a man's supposed to go like in the delivery room? Like after I was born and my brother. So maybe 80s. Yeah, I so I don't think my my sister had her kids in the 80s. I don't really think her husband was there. I think like there was like a big conglomerate of men like out in another room. I like the idea of that. I wouldn't want to be involved in either room. I'd like to be home. Oh, well, I don't want to be involved. So my mother had this. She had, she had some hypnotic. They used to give you like a hypnotic. And you would just labor Sounds and be good. like fucking ape shit. And like the baby basically did all the work. Baby I'm still mad balls. at her, by the way. The baby anyway, trips balls. yeah. Everybody, everybody trips balls. It's awesome. Yeah, Every, it, it, yeah. I, I, Mad Men did a segment about it. Like Betty was having a baby. She was doing the hypnotic thing. They were just like, "Shut up and go, go with the flow." <laughs> and you're like, "All right." Anyway. Listen, there's a there's a drug for everything. Um, yeah, I thought it was funny, honestly, that Teresa said that she'd known him all her life and that her mother basically said, stay away from him. He's a bad boy. I know. Oh, what foreshadowing, huh? No shit. Um, and then, of course, we finally get the question that we have wanted to hold her to the fire for forever, which is about uh, her her skeeving other people's houses because they're gross. Mm -hmm. So she has to defend herself and she still sounds like a shithead. She's like, I'm just talking for me, you know, she says. Some people aren't very cleansiness. Did yeah, you feel this bullshit? Yeah, I can't. Yeah. This is the beginning of her doing this for like the rest of our lives. Yeah. Her just making words up and it's going to drive me to drink. Um, she says some people don't the wash their kitchen. Malapropism. 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 Yep. Okay. Yep. I said a malapropism just now. Malapropism. You did. That was yeah. Okay. <laughs> you did. Some people aren't very cleansiness, Michelle. You know that. Um, and so I have to ask you about this thing. She says <laughs> some people don't wash their kitchen floor every day. Are you supposed to wash your kitchen wash your kitchen floor every day? Um, I mean, you definitely have to sweep it every day. I don't know. I have my oh. cleaning person that comes in uh -oh. every couple of weeks, and and I probably wash it once or twice in between. But I don't do like it's, you know, it's not a big. I was gonna say, I'm like, big deal. We like have a vacuum cleaner thing, but yeah, I'm starting to think that maybe I'm not very cleansiness, Michelle. I'm kind of no. I, I mean I'm I vacuum not, I'm not a lot. I, I definitely have to vacuum a lot but yeah I mean there are times I don't know I'm sure she gets down on her hands and knees and like scrubs the shit out of it I don't do that oh yeah she she seems very old school she says you know some people don't wash the kitchen floor every day they wash it once every two months so Danielle's face here it's the only time I see her with any emotion in this reunion she rolls her eyes mm-hmm 
because she thinks nobody's seeing her. She rolls her eyes. Yeah. They start talking about Skeev, how it's from the 70s. Of course, we have already unpacked Skeev multiple times mm-hmm. on this podcast. Yeah. Um, they talk about the meaning. Um, then all of a sudden we get to Teresa is or is not a stage mom. What's your vote on that? What's my vote on that? Um, I, I think, think she's a stage mom. mom. Yeah. Yeah, I think she's she's pretty involved. She knows the dance. To me, that's that's a stage mom. If you mm-hmm. know the dance, it's one mm-hmm. thing if you like, you know, you know when your kid hits a wrong note in the piano recital, that's mm-hmm. one thing. But if you know the dance, that's different. Um, and then everybody backs Teresa up with this when she says that to, it's Gia who's pushing all of this and that Gia is always on. Yeah. And and then we have the first of two uh, interjections, we'll call them, by someone I wasn't expecting. Jill Zarin? Oh, fuck Jill, Jill Zarin. Zarin. Fuck Jill Zarin. What, Michelle, what the fuck? So... She's always got some shit to say. And all I could think of is I just, I and you just picture her in a black t-shirt with like fucking rolls, you know. Her t-shirt says Team Jill, by the way. Team Jill with like her fucking rolls. And I don't know, I'm just like, you know, can you, how about you get some yummy fucking tummy on that thing? And, you know, I just. Heather Thompson, just, I fucking love her. Yeah, I like her. I like her yummy Olive. tummy things. Yeah, but I, I yeah, no. But Jill's, Jill, yeah, I thought it was crazy to hear. That Jill Zarin had blogged about it and had said that, yeah. said that Teresa is overindulging her girls. I thought it was a little bit like nasty, basically saying that like you're fucking up your kids by doing this. Um, I thought it was like kind of unsolicited um, shade yeah. from the obnoxious Jill Zarin. Whatever, Jill. Um, no one likes you. Well, yeah. And that the nice part is Teresa was like, I don't care what people think. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then we move on to Jacqueline. And thankfully... I was really happy, Michelle, to hear that I was wrong. I co- I completely forgot about this kid that she was having um, and that she's pregnant and she's having a boy. They're going to name him Nicholas. Yep. And so we have her cringe reel, which is of her dealing with uh, she who will not be named the nothing burger mm-hmm. and trying to get pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Jacqueline is crying on the couch and Dina and Caroline are comforting her. And to your point, controlling her. Yes. Yes. Uh, um, and, you know, Dina looks at, uh, excuse me, Danielle looks across at the at the three of them with yep. like no expression. Oh, there were so many uh, tight shots of her. Yeah, like this really. Whole thing. Just, just. You nothing, could tell nothing. she was just not there. Yeah, not yeah. there. So Jacqueline keeps crying and they accuse Andy of being the next Baba Wawa. <laughs> and make it being the person who makes everybody Baba cry. Wawa. <laughs> Baba Wawa. Uh, the good, the good, uh, late great Barbara Walters, right? Yeah. So Andy asks uh, Dina if uh, Jacqueline's baby has helped to kind of heal the rift between the two of them, mm-hmm. and that's when Dina's like, "Well, you know, you have to understand that when Jacqueline first came, we were really good friends." Mm, this was and then very they, they got they got tattoos and piercings together. What the yep. fuck? Question mark. Yep. Danielle here is looking like she ate nails. By the way, one of the tight shots here. Yeah. When they're this like, like having the that only... moment. Yeah. This is the only thing really that like gets her worked up. And and yeah. I, but I thought this was very telling that I think Dina's feelings were may, maybe she really genuinely was worried and hurt by this relationship. And, you know, maybe she couldn't express it or they just never showed her expressing it. They wanted to keep us right. in the dark. I don't know. I think you're right. You know, because they're saying we had this tight bond, but, you know, things happen, but we're family. Mm-hmm. And then Jacqueline says that Dina was hurt by her friendship with Danielle and still now no expression from Danielle. Yeah. And so that's when Dina says, you know, she wants to clear something up. She never said that like 
Danielle was no good, that she shouldn't be friendships, uh, that Jacqueline shouldn't have a friendship. She just sort of saw what the friendship was doing to the family. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so this is the weird part where Danielle wants to know, because of course they, they do make it seem like Danielle is the cause of the entire rift Mm -hmm. and she says you know i'm not taking that on you know i'm i'm not gonna i'm not gonna own that right right but she's looking to ask jacqueline if their friendship caused the trouble Mm -hmm. and so Mm -hmm. everyone answers except jacqueline yes to your point yeah (laughs) and and danielle's just like i want jacqueline to answer yeah yeah and so then you know then finally jacqueline says no but caroline says it got ugly and that Chris How? and Dina still aren't right. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. Right? I mean, I thought that was really interesting. Um, and and this is again, and I wrote it again here, Danielle is definitely on something. Um, Andy asked Danielle and her horrific extensions how it feels to think that she caught all, caused it all, right? And so, you know, it can't all be me is what Danielle says. And then Dina says, I never had a problem with Chris in my life. And that's where I think Caroline says, which I thought was really interesting. I wrote the whole thing down. He says he loves his wife and he loves his sister, but he wakes up with his wife. Yeah. At the end of the day, it will be us sitting around the table. Yep. It's what do you think the about first that? time she says that. Uh- <laughs> Oh, this is this is the beginning of her control campaign, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I I wonder if so. Here's the thing, right? Just reading the kind of personality I think Danielle is, I would see her and I'd be like, stranger danger. <laughs> Don't want this person in my life. I know exactly yeah. what she's fucking like, right? I know exactly the kind of person she is, and you know maybe Jacqueline was thinking this is like a nice person for me to branch out with and you know, have another friend and maybe, you know, the, the other ladies who are much more savvy than um, Jacqueline is maybe, maybe they saw that and they saw changes that were not going to be good. Um, Not even like not advantageous to them, just not good for Jacqueline because Jacqueline's a little wishy-washy, right? Yeah. I think she, I think she's a nice girl, but, but very spineless. Spineless. And And, and Danielle looks for that. Don't you think? I don't know that she does it consciously, but I think that that's who she clicks with. Yeah. I think that she throw, she's like pasta being thrown against every wall. Mm-hmm. And sometimes she sticks. And I think she sticks with people who have a personality like Jacqueline, who are easily dominated. Or she sticks to a dick. Well, right. Because she throws herself on the dick. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. No. And I think that, I think that you're right. I think that everybody else is a little bit more world weary. Mm-hmm. and world wise yeah than Jacqueline for sure for sure um so we come back for another segment and this is another one where I was kind of like yeah get them which is where Andy opens up discussing uh Juicy Joe's homophobic um mm-hmm. comments mm-hmm. and now we have the cringe reel of the dance class yeah and so Danielle starts crying and talking about her gay friend which frankly I didn't think it was necessary she shouldn't have said anything no like she said the thing she just should have said it's an important thing to me yeah um but this is what danielle does though so she wants to sort of prey on your look at me woe is me kind of thing right that's the only way that she feels she can get anyone to take her seriously which you know someone like that does that to me and i like walk away yeah i she's just she's really draining you can see why everybody had a hard time 
really being friends with her. Yeah. And so then we hear Teresa's explanation, which is Joe was saying what we were doing is gay, not the instructor, which is, of course, you and I grew up talking like that, like people in our part of the country mm-hmm. talked like that up until probably the early 80s. Right. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't say that somebody was gay. I didn't even know that was a thing. You would say like an activity was gay. And it never meant that it has anything to do with gay culture or, you know, anything like that. It just was a thing that meant it meant you didn't want to do it for yeah, whatever reason. Like it wasn't cool. Gay. Yeah. It wasn't cool. Yeah. And so that is what Teresa is saying. He was saying, and now if this was 1979 and we were in the way back machine, I would go, yeah. But, but you don't two- think New Jersey is like in, in the way back machine? In 2008? Uh Someone like Juicy Joe, I think. But he was on camera, Michelle. I mean, it's not like it'd be I'm different. Not saying what was... he said was right. I just think I I just think he's he's, he's got to so know his stupid. audience a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, he's just so dumb. So so what do you think about you you buy Teresa's explanation about that then? Oh, um, sure, but but that but th- then he's just really not informed. You know what I mean? Like no. you you there are things that like I can only say to like my sister. Sure. And, and, and I'll be like, don't fucking repeat this to anybody. And she's, it's, and it's because it's like a thing from the past. We'll bring up like a specific yes, language and I'm, and, right. it's only, and it's a private thing. So, you know, we don't go talking like that other places. If, you're, if you were on the real housewives of Somerville, mm-hmm. you probably would not film a conversation with your sister though about that no honey and like we're really liberal here so that's what I was gonna say I'm like it just yeah Yeah. like (laughs) I feel like Joe just didn't if 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 that's what he thought and I get why he would because of course like I said this is what we used to do Mm -hmm. I just feel like there were other ways for him to do it he didn't have to do it like while he was being filmed yeah um he he could have found another time or place but I just don't Um, think he cares I just don't think he cares he's not and you know I do agree with Caroline that there's like no malice coming from him Oh no, I don't think there's any I malice. I, I really don't. I don't think I don't think he's I don't think he has a lot of guile. I don't think he's that intelligent. Um and what's funny is, you know, Teresa thinks Danielle is trying to be dramatic. But I, I, I hate to say it, but, but Danielle's behavior is such that everything gets clouded. This could have been a thing where she just kind of stood up to him and and just dropped it. Mm-hmm. Kind of just said it was like that's not cool and just dropped it and could have come out the hero in this scenario. Yep. Yeah. But she doesn't know when to stop. No, no. And to his credit, though, Andy says that he thought it was offensive as well. I'm, and I'm glad he said that. I was too. Yeah. I was too. All right. So next se- segment, Andy is telling Jacqueline that people think that Caroline walks all over her. Hmm, Michelle. <laughs> uh, Jacqueline says no, but it takes her a long time to say no. It does. Um, and then it takes her a long time. It's like until, tick, 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 tick. And she's looking tick. left and right. She's like, am I supposed to say yes here or no here? And she looks over at Teresa and Teresa's just like, ribbit. Ribbit. <laughs> so nobody helps her. So she finally says no. And then Caroline jumps in to save the day. I think we have a wonderful relationship. And, yeah. you know, and and literally she puts her hand up Jacqueline's ass and she like pulls it on a little string. I'm and Jacqueline that's exactly what I was thinking, right? Like either that or she's just pinching her really hard. She's her yeah. puppet, right? Yeah. Yeah. Jacqueline says she holds her own. And then Andy talks about a situation where there was a punch thrown or a slap. Mm-hmm. And apparently Jacqueline slapped Caroline. Yeah. Could you follow that story? I was confuzzled as fuck about that story. Normally mm-hmm. I take incredibly detailed notes, but this is what I wrote. Jay needed a break after the baby. Weird story. Michelle thoughts. Like, like I just, 
I just thought it was such a strange story. Something having to do with Caroline saying that Jacqueline had no business leaving her son with her husband. So here's the thing. So, you know, and I, Confused. I've, I've a very involved husband. Right. And that was the deal though. We got pregnant on purpose. Right. I wanted these babies, but it was like, I can't do this myself. You have to, you have to be in on the deal and uh, there's expectations, you know? So um, yeah. So, you know, maybe he's one of these husbands, dads who just thinks like, you know, she's done it before she can go do it again. And uh, he's off doing his thing. And she's just, you know, having some postpartum issues. She's going a little crazy. So she says to him, you fucking watch the baby all day. Uh, Cause it's really exhausting. Just taking care of Michelle, babies. I'm with, I, I'm so, with five dogs and I'm ready to blow my brains out. Yeah. And the dogs are mine. Yeah. So mm-hmm. then he goes and he calls his sisters to rescue him. And, you know, she doesn't feel like she has that option to call her sister-in-law, sisters-in-law to. What a great perspective, Michelle. You keep going, kid. Uh, so anyway, so yeah, so she's a little pissy that he can go do that. And of course, yep. instead of Caroline fucking saying, anytime you need help, I will help you, Jacqueline. Right. Which is what you're supposed to do. She says, why the fuck are you leaving your husband alone with this baby? And this is not the right thing to say. So she deserved this laugh. She deserved more. See, I knew that you would figure this out. <laughs> I literally, like, because I honestly could not fucking follow that story. Michelle, I was so confused. I was just like, well, I just loved it at the end. I was like, all right, good. I'm, I'm behind any slaps to Caroline. But like, yeah, she needed more slaps. She needed like a fucking plank to the head, as you'd say. As, as we would plank say, to a the crack. Face, yeah. My father would say a crack in the mouth. You want a yeah. crack in the mouth? Um, <laughs> right in the kisser. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pow, right in the kisser. Um, yeah. I, I, I feel like. You know how people will say like so-and-so is not a girl's girl. I feel like Caroline is never on the side. I just don't feel like, I feel like she's, if there's a choice between being on the side of a man or a woman, she's always going to defer to a man. Mm -hmm. She is. I, I just, you know, and I think again, this is that, that old school Italian thing where it's like, you know, Chris doesn't know any better. Why would you leave the baby with him? Yeah. Well, when in reality, Chris is, you know, he's not the youngest in the family. That's Dina. And Dina is in her, you know, late thirties. Mm-hmm. So Chris has got to be in his late thirties, early forties. Yep. And he's already had a baby with her. Right. So I just, no, I'm sorry. No, no, no. This was no, the, no. for the first baby. Right. Yeah. For Ashley is. Yes, um, that's right. Yeah. She's nothing burger with cheese. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I just don't, I don't know why I don't like Ashley. I just don't. I just think she's a vacant lot. Um, okay, she is. She really is. I'm surprised um, you even give her cheese. I, just I do. Give I, her I, an- gave her, I gave her the cheese because she's a teenager and I feel bad because that's a hard time. Yeah, I just give her an onion, really. <laughs> she's just a nothing burger with onions. Yeah. Um, one ring. One, one, one ring of onions. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So next up, the next segment is our winter queen, Caroline, mm-hmm. um, who is giving me the Penny more Boop? like... Yeah. It, no, honestly, and also aged Molly Ringwald, like, oh, yeah, like old, like old Molly Ringwald, like if Molly Ringwald and Ernest Borgnine had a baby. Um, Interesting. Yes. This so it's her- attractive about her, though. No, I'll put it to this way. I thought at the dinner at the table flip dinner, uh-huh. I thought she looked beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. She didn't have a lot of makeup on. I thought her hair looked nice. Mm-hmm. I really liked the dress that she was wearing. I think she looks good in a, in a V-neck. Mm-hmm. Um, they showed in this next thing of clips, did you see her in a bikini? 
Yeah. I was like, shit, girl. I was um, impressed. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't eat not those big titties. T- those tick bitties are like insane. Uh-huh. Um, so her little cringe reel was just really brief, but it was a lot of it was the stuff around the kids, right? Like, yeah. you know, laughing about Lauren being stupid or, you know, helping the kids get ready. And so there's obviously the question about the strip club, which, you know, you were so eloquent about it when we first saw that, which was, you know, like just being supportive of your kids, really yeah. not worrying about whether or not they open a strip club or not. Um, and extolling the virtues. Right. Um, and then, of course, the calling Lauren stupid thing, her saying that they're joking. I'm, I'm going to sure give that they're joking. I, I'm going to give it a 60 percent that they're joking and 40 percent. It hurts her feelings. Yeah, I agree. You know, I like, I'll put it this way. I don't think they mean anything by it. Much like Joe, Juicy Joe. Mm-hmm. I, I think they're just throwaway comments. I think that's also part of the culture. Like mm-hmm. the busting of the balls. Yeah. I think that is also a huge part of a, of Italian culture. Which is really um, fucking exhausting and annoying and unnecessary. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And some people take it to like the nth degree. Like my uncles used to like physically fight. Yeah. They're like old. Like they would be in like their set, like they're almost their shit. Yeah, their seventies. They had to be in their late seventies. They would fight sometimes, physically fight, because they would like kind of scooch each other with that. You know what I mean? Like they would bust each other's balls. It, it's and it's, and it just and it, stuff like that escalates. So I, I it doesn't. It's a terrible fucking time waster as well. I mean, you could you could talk about something. I I don't I I'm not in the business of making people feel like shit. I guess that's that's the deal. Right. I mean, that's the thing. And I, I feel like it's in this situation, I just feel like this is not the first time that they've said this to Lauren. I think that this mm-hmm. is a pattern. Mm-hmm. And that's why I gave it like a 60 40. Like, I, I don't believe that they have any bad intentions. I believe that they adore her. Mm-hmm. I also believe that like them saying that probably does hurt her on a certain level. Um, and then that's when, to your point, she talks about being an empty nester. Mm-hmm. And then Danielle dives in and does like another like stoned conversation where she like starts here and then does like a double back and does the Samba to the left yeah. and then, because, and she's basically <laughs> trying to agree. Was this the, the, was this the conversation with like, you should have your girls know how to clean the house or was that a later Yes. One? Yes. Yes. Like, was this the one? like, yeah, to take care of the men. Like, or to be able to take, and then she talks about how she wants someone who took care of her the way that she took care of her husband. Uh-huh. Like, I feel like she always has to sort of do this, like dive in. And it's uh-huh. always like a, I'm sorry, were yeah. we asking you? And then, and then the girls have to make the bed and cook the dinner. Right, right, right. And my yeah. cousins are folding and you're taking care of their, their brother's beds. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I, this whole thing about her being an empty nester, I mean, I guess I believe it, but I just also think. I think that you're right that she's just an incredibly controlling person. And mm-hmm. um, I don't think she really sees that about herself. Um, the next segment I think is really interesting though. This is the last segment. This is Andy uh, talking about the mafia connection, Michelle. Oh, uh, I can't believe he brought that up. And uh, I can't believe he didn't bring it up sooner because, you know, people talk about them like the real Sopranos. I know. And, you know, <laughs> Dina says it's because they live in New Jersey. I don't think it's that. I think it's because they're that type of insular Italian family and they also live in New Jersey. And then Caroline says something weird that like her family has been beaten up by people saying that they have mob connections and she takes offense to that. However, comma, 
her father-in-law has a very mafia name, right? His name is Albert Tiny Manzo, and he was a big guy. He was like 300 pounds, and he ran with the Gambinos. He was friends with them. I don't know how you're friends with the Gambinos and you're just playing fucking pinochle. You're not. You're absolutely not. So You're not. Yeah. So, and so he's murdered and she's, and the whole, I don't understand, again, honestly, Caroline's, her explanation goes a little off the rails. I think she said more than she wanted to, because mm-hmm. a couple of times Dina, I think, was like, no, don't, you don't have to. Yeah, 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 yeah. Stop, don't. Well, Dina just wants all all controversy to go away, right? Dina. Yeah. Right. She wants to live in a namaste land. She yeah. wants to live in the land of wind chimes and yep. bamboo. She's and ready to water. get up and start walking around. She needs water features. She's gonna have to have a, if you if she doesn't have a water feature soon, yeah, she's gonna be pissed. Give this bitch a water feature and a ceramic parrot, and she's gonna be okay. Yep. Um, and so that's when again, did you follow this story? I don't know. Maybe my ADHD is not maybe letting me follow these people. Did you follow the whole story about they're getting engaged? Um, no, I I I didn't really get it. So she was it was her birthday. And he was going to found when and he body was going to propose to her on her birthday. Right. Right. Which is really yeah. cute. But then, right. you know, of course, like uh, he's like, look, I know I, I ruined your birthday. Uh, if you don't want to get married, we you know we don't have to. We don't have to have it associated with this terrible day. Yeah. And then she was just like, no, I love him. I mean, she's sort of talking like she's someone who, um, you know, like was she in Waco and she uh, David Koresh was talking to a lot to her and did she I, just did we right meet in the cafeteria in Waco I feel like <laughs> on chop suey day were we next to each other I yeah, feel we, like we were I know we were serving and not eating that was our that was our day <laughs> to not eat all oh, day honey, we serve was, every day all yeah. day uh-huh that's I I she's been she's got a kind of kool-aid that she's been drinking don't you think it feels like a rehearsed speech that she didn't rehearse enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's just not, not quite enough. But that's that's how they sort of wrap up the end of the the episode, yeah. teasing us for the next episode. Yeah. So before we end, of course, you know we have to go through our three categories, Michelle. Uh huh. Are you ready? So the three categories, of course, are cringe mountain. Yep. Fashion disaster, and who won the episode. So let's go to Cringe Mountain first. And so um, I'm going to say for me, it was Caroline at the end when she's talking about this whole situation, because I was just very much like, oh, 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 stop. Oh, you're obviously you're because the whole time I was like, you're obvious. Yeah. okay, your guys are obviously mafia. Okay, Mm -hmm. All right. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just wanted Uh to to pause and go, just don't the more you say, the more we. Thank you, Mafia, though. Bye. <laughs> Cosa Nostra. Okay. Yeah, we'll just... yeah Cosa Nostra. Okay. okay. Just leave it at that. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't that have something you? to do with like an artichoke? I don't know. No, there's something with like, I mean, Cosa I'm Nostra Sicilian, but like, an we don't, artichoke I don't know anybody. And like peeling back the layers. I, I don't know. Well, my dog is getting hey, worked up about something. Okay, girl. Um, I've, got one of, I've got one of the five drinking two feet away. So hopefully you guys okay. can. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so for you, how was what was Cringe Mountain for you? Uh, 
it was Teresa and her just her just absolute her ribbitness her absolute her ribbitness the just like the fucking the the vacancy in her face when she's watching. And why did she go out of focus? Why did those little kind of picture in a picture go out of focus? Did Ribbit. you notice that? It's because she was busy changing out of her outfit. Yeah. Ribbit. Okay. It was like suddenly like she was fuzzy and all I just saw was like these weird shaped eyes, like staring out at nothing. Like, yeah. And I, yeah, should, I can't believe she had no reaction over that. I would maybe like have a paper bag over my head or something to, you know, I'd be embarrassed. She had no reaction to anything. Yeah. No. Not even like her big scene, not even the table flip. No, no. she was very vacant. Yeah. So she was your cringy? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. How about fashion disaster? Betty Boop. Oh, too. Yeah. Yeah. I wrote, <laughs> I wrote, I wrote Caroline is a winter. <laughs> it was the bow. It was the bow and, in front and her, of her cleavage and the cleavage. Uh-huh. Yeah. And the nine inches of cleavage. I can't with it. Yeah. Um, and so who won the episode for you? <sighs> you know, I think Andy. Can we Ooh. say Andy? Yes, because you can he say- stood up because he stood up for you know the gay thing. Oh, that's a good one, Michelle. That's yeah. a very good one. I'm really that's happy awesome. he said that. I, you know, I think mm. sometimes people say things and they forget who Andy is or what he is or do you know what I mean? Like that he's yeah. like a gay Jewish guy who's obviously very smart. Yeah, and- he's a powerful <laughs> dude. <laughs> yeah, they don't they know they know lots to fucks with him. Uh huh. Don't fucks with him. How about you? No, it's a good one. No, uh, for me it was the set designer. This. <laughs> Whoever, whoever, because that must have taken them. They were literally, it must have taken them 20 minutes to do. Like every other set designer is like, so let's have meetings six weeks in advance so that we can plan around the theme. This Uh fucker was like Harry Potter chessboard, tacky white couches, the girls in solid colors mirrored by tacky chandeliers from five below. It's going to be great. Five below. Well, somebody had to wire those chandeliers though. They did have power. Oh, they totally did. They yeah. totally did. But yeah. like compared to what we're used to in, in reunions, this was like somebody dialing it in. Like I could have was the dimmest chandelier. Of course, it as yeah. always is. Yeah. yeah. Or a ribbit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. This was a fun one. Thank you guys so much for listening. Michelle, did you want to say anything else before we go? No, I'm just, I'm looking forward to the next one. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be a blast. We'll see you guys there. Please don't forget, share and subscribe to the podcast. And please leave us a review. We'd love to hear your uh, opinions about the podcast. We'd also love to hear from you guys in general on Instagram. Follow us at Pure Cringe Podcast over there, where we're going to be starting to take some requests on what we're going to be doing next year. We're getting towards the end of our first season, Michelle. Can you believe Mm -hmm. it? Yeah. It's amazing. It's It's been fun. Yeah, it's been super cool. Super cool. Well, thank you, everybody. We'll see you next time. Take care. 